time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. Hello, and welcome to uh, Bump and Run. This is the Rory edition, I guess we'll call it. All right, that's right. <laughs> Good morning, uh, Mr. Bump. Good morning, Mr. Run. How's it going? Everything's great, and uh, we had a good week down at the Players' Championship, yep. which we'll get into momentarily, and we'll also talk about our uh, fitting session. That's right. We, uh, we went up and got fit at the uh, TaylorMade Performance Lab. Uh, we had a trio of us, three of you and I and uh, James Duffy from... He has a podcast, but I don't. I can't remember what it's called. It's the Rubber Duck, right? Rubber okay. Ducky podcast, <laughs> okay. something like that. And uh, so the three of us were all beside each other in three different bays and getting fit for new uh, gear for this year, which is very nice and very generous from our good friend uh, Nick Obrich at TaylorMade. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of an interesting process to go through, which we'll get into. Sure but, is, yeah. But let's start with uh, Rory. The news that Rory was coming, and this is something that you and I have known about for quite some time. But um, the official news is uh, is pretty big news, judging by my Twitter feed. Anyway, how about you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a uh, it's it's a massive get for a tournament that hasn't always been able to draw a stronger field, although it's been getting better lately. So Rory McIlroy has committed to play the RBC Canadian Open in June, the week before the U.S. Open, which. Again, the rumblings of the rumblings that happened about a year ago, right? In the in, in July, not quite a year ago. But, yeah, at the, um, at the, the first time I heard about it was at the Open Championship when when he started asking, and his team started asking about Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Right. So you know he put one and one together. And exactly, <laughs> and then go. he decided he 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 announced he was going to play the week before every major this year. Yeah, so it fits right in with his pattern, and um, that's a big draw, a big draw for. Uh, for Hamilton Golf and Country Club and the RBC Canadian Open this year, um, would you would you argue that uh, next to Tiger Woods, Rory is the number one draw? I would say he is. Him and Phil would probably be tight. I think. I, and think, then, I think Rory would be bigger than Phil now. I these think days. he might. I think he might be more than Phil these days. Um, it's it's huge, especially for you know when a top ten player, right? So a top ten player is coming to your tournament, and especially somebody of the quality of Rory McIlroy. Um, you know it doesn't always happen so this is a big deal and you know i put out a poll on tsn golf about with him committed would or do you have more interest to attend and you know it's only it's only been out for a short time but 84 percent of the people have said they would yeah anecdotally i've got a lot of stuff from people who are just saying yeah now i'm going now i'm getting tickets tickets go on sale uh, the day after they made the announcement by the way which is good That's timing right. obviously <laughs> Um, interesting too that there are they're sort of hinting that there are more announcements and a couple of those right. I've I've kind of um, um, you know heard rumors about as well and Brooks Kepka is one he right. played he played last year Tommy Fleetwood is another one that I've heard uh, he also played last played year last as well year. Mm-hmm. and the one that we haven't seen since two thousand four is Phil Mickelson and I wonder what do you think his odds of playing are if you go by the history of how he spreads out his schedule he generally plays the week before a major. So you would think that Phil would be uh, intro or at least looking at playing at Hamilton. Um, you know, with the U.S. Open near his home out there in Pebble Beach, maybe not this year, but, you know, as we go forward and, and the Canadian Open's East and the U.S. Open's East, I think we'll see Phil at a Canadian Open coming up. Um, and again, you know, these guys are creatures of habit. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of these top European players who are coming over maybe from a little spell on the European tour and coming over and playing the Canadian Open because they're getting acclimatized to the North American 
style of play. You know what golf I would, course. You know, I think they're getting a lot of them live here, so I think a lot of them are also getting used to the time zone if they don't live here. Um, but uh, but uh, you know who I would love to see <laughs> it would be Eddie Pepperell. Oh my gosh. I don't. He would be unbelievable. That guy is such a beauty. <laughs> just the press conference alone, selfishly, yeah. I would like Eddie Pepperell to play. Although he played very well at the Players' Championship. He sure uh, did. Yeah, well. he sure did. Uh, I don't know how much he would move the needle. Uh, I don't know, like a guy like Matt Wallace. I mean, um, you know, there, there's only a handful of guys who would move it. Like even Tommy Fleetwood, who right. played last year and is in the top ten in the world. And, you know, I don't know if he would draw a lot of people or not. I think... There's only a very special few people who would do it. It, it. it really is, yeah. It's it really is. You know, once you get Tiger and Phil and Rory, you know, maybe at DJ, and then you know, guy guys that kill the ball and like people just want to see guys hit the crap out of the ball, right? So a guy like Brooks Kepka, Bubba Watson, these characters, Cameron Chan. will get Cameron exactly. Like they will get, they will draw. Um, you know, it's. It is. It's when you get one of those players to your tournament, it's massive for your tournament because yeah. the ticket sales are going to reflect it. And the way they have it set up with the the two concerts with Florida Georgia Line and Glorious Suns coming as well, that's generate. I've on on my Twitter feed, it's generated interest as well. So they're trying things at the Canadian Open to draw more interest. And they, you know, they used to have the concert series uh, at the Canadian Open years ago, and they had uh, like Tom Cochran played and. Uh, the guests who played, and it was interesting to see what happened was that a lot of people came for the concert, but not for the golf. So they right. would buy a ticket and they would show up at like five o'clock or five thirty, just walk in <laughs> and f- get a place so over by the um, the stage and and just do that. So I mean, who cares if that's what happens if they buy a ticket? You know, you might get a, someone to come in and and uh, watch a few holes of golf or something, but it's you know make it a bigger event than just a golf tournament. Right, exactly, and and that all is revenue in your pot in in Golf Canada or RBC's pocket, right? Sure. It doesn't matter how you get the people in the gates. You just got to get them in the gates. And then, you know, you get two, three, four, five, ten people that start watching some golf, and then they're like, you know what, this is actually this is actually okay. And then yeah. they come back. You know, well, or, or they realize that it's more than just sitting around and watching golf. Like you can sit in a in a tent and have a beer and watch it and do some have some fun or whatever you want to do. It's um, it's always a little bit. Uh, bigger than again than just you know watching golf but if you're a hardcore golf fan obviously it's great yeah exactly uh so last week speaking of hardcore golf fans we were down at the players championship you and i working for tsn and um uh it was a good week good to Mm -hmm. see sorry see him we're still talking about rory good to see him win and interesting to hear him talk afterwards about um what the win meant how he didn't really focus he wasn't worried about all the the failure to complete the the tournament after being in the final group or being in Mm -hmm. second place you know, those kind of things didn't really bother him. He said he hasn't been reading much. He doesn't want to dwell on the negativity. That's Instead, right. He sort of took it as a positive. He said, wow, look look how well I'm playing. I'm in contention. Exactly. He's been in contention uh, every tournament this year, essentially, mm-hmm. that, he's, that he's played. Um, I, I think it's. Uh, I think this is a big step for him. And as he said, right. it could be the start of the second phase of his career. Yeah, I really liked how he phrased that. You know, he had his first 10 years on tour and... You know, what a great start to the second 10 years, the next 10 years that he said could he be even better. And they actually could be. You know, you really see when Rory is on his game how dominant he is. And, you know, we've, you know, in the past, when Rory's gone on these runs, he's gone on these runs. You know, he has his lulls where he doesn't play very well 
and he doesn't do very well. But when he goes on a run, he plays well like he's been doing. Top six is every tournament on the PGA Tour this year. And now a win at the strongest field in golf. So, you know, he just, you know, everything with him for me, and I don't know if you agree with this, is around the greens for me. Yep. He hits the ball so well. Like yep. That drive on 16, you know, he that drive on 16 was crazy good. Even Off the tee. Ended, even though it ended up in the rough, but you're right. Right, but, you know, <laughs> but he, he was how far down there? He had, what, seven iron in? Yeah. And, you know, you put it to the middle of the green, you make your two-putt and your birdie, and you have the lead back. Um, you know what? You know, putts that he was making, like the one on 15 where he hit that incredible shot out of the bunker to, I don't know, 8, 10 feet, and he made that putt. Right. Those were putts that he wasn't making when he was not playing, when, when things weren't going his way. So, you know, I expect Roy to, I, I expected at the beginning of the year, and I know that's not the grandest statement, but I expected Roy to have a big year, and so far he's been impressive. I still think if Rory's playing his best and DJ is playing his best, I think DJ is better. Do you really? I do. I think that DJ uh, has fewer points or of weaknesses. Like, DJ is all about his putting. I think he's shored up his short game and his 75 yards and in to right. great great form. Sure has. And, and the two of them are, you know, that's a weak part still for Rory. It can, it can still fly off, although he's worked at it very hard, obviously. That's right. Yeah. He's admitted that as well. And he's done that putting with uh, stuff with Brad Faxon. But I still think... Um, that the DJ is the better of the two, but it's very, very narrow. And 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 you mm-hmm. know you're seeing there's how many tournaments or times or even rounds a year are they playing at their absolute best? It's very yeah, few. Yeah, it's not. They're it's great, very few. It's very few. Yeah. The, other, the other part about the the Players Championship was uh, our venture to go and see the Pink Paisleys. That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so we, uh, as people always ask me, you know, like what do you do when you're out at the at the tournaments and stuff? Well. You know, we we basically finish up between any time, depending on the day of the week, any time between six and eight, and then we go find a place for dinner. So the last couple of years, uh, you haven't been there, but I've gone out to a place called right. Whis- Whiskey Jacks, which is kind of a roadhouse with uh, local mm-hmm. music, and they had a band one night called the called the uh, the Pink Paisleys, which was basically four women and one guy, and the women were of all shapes and sizes and ages. In fact, the drummer, we kind of figure the drummer was probably sixties. Yeah, it had to be mid to late sixties, right? She's about she was about five foot tall and she was the drummer in the band and she was really, really good. She killed it, man. She was unbelievable. And they had a good singer and they had a yep. this guitar player who was the guy who was really good. I mean everybody in the band was really good, so we tried to find the pink paisleys again, but they were uh, they were not within our in our uh, area, uh, unfortunately yeah, was for a, the rest of the week. Yeah, I know. It was a they had a, they played they played a good set of songs too like really different. You thought you know, that every one of them was in the in the Rocky movies, which right, wasn't true. Right. <laughs> was, in fact, That's I don't true. Know if it wasn't were. true. This one's from Rocky, and then it just became my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other the other big moment was when we went to a place called Culhane's Irish Pub because it was uh, that's right. It was St. Patty's Week, and we uh, played trivia, and oh, we were doing man. really really well. We were in second place going into the last question, which was a four answer by question. one point. Yeah. And uh, and we we bet bet the house and and we lost. Yeah, that was not. Uh, was, I was disappointed in you actually. I was, I, you know, that was it was a tough question. We had to put some the, events in the, order. Give him the question. What is it? So again? the question was, put these events in order from earliest to most re or from latest to most recent. So it was, um, it was Bill Clinton beats Bob Dole. It was the Nelson Mandela gets released from prison. 
Uh, Forrest Gump was released, and uh, the Time Warner AOL merger. Right, and we got it wrong. And we got it wrong. And now, I knew we knew Time Warner was la- was the the latest, the most recent. Right, and then we got mixed and, up because we didn't really pay attention to. We just said when right. did, when did Bill Clinton get elected? Not that's when, right. So when that, he, that's when where he we screwed Dole, ourselves up. Anyway. Yeah. I knew Forrest Gump was ninety four. So what? I don't even know what the prize was. What would we we have won? I don't know. I actually actually have no idea. I just wanted to win. (laughs) Probably free beer or something or a tab. Yeah, probably was something like that. I think it was a gift card or something like that. Anyway, that was very disappointing. I was uh, you you let you let the team down because you answered. Yeah, I apologize. You answered. I answered one question. Uh, I think Dean or uh, or maybe Adam Stanley, who was there with us, answered one, and then you answered the other (laughs) forty (laughs) eight. So. <laughs> it was a team effort. Yeah, it right. was a team effort. I no, love trivia. I'm a, a big team. trivia guy. <laughs> uh, um, and then uh, yesterday, upon our return from um, uh, from Ponte Vedra, we uh, we went up to TaylorMade and their headquarters yeah. in Vaughan, Ontario, which you had trouble finding again. I've thought again, about that afterwards. Second time, man. <laughs> right? and, and um, but we did find it, and we went in to the fitting process, the performance lab. There's some uh, some stuff on our Twitter feeds about it, but it's it's a really cool process of trying to get fit and because I had been there so many times doing this well not so many but a couple times before I was able to compare my data from years gone by right and it was kind of disappointing to realize how old and short I'm getting (laughs) (laughs) but you hit it so dead straight it doesn't matter (laughs) I suppose I suppose but uh, what was what was your impression of uh, of the fitting process that was the first time that I've ever been fitted for clubs and you know it was uh, Kieran was a the guy that was helping me out. Jared was my and, guy. He was great. And uh, he was awesome. So, um, you know, you learn a lot about your swing yes. in that process. And and then he he was he's able to try a bunch of different things and, you know, find a, the length of shaft and the angle of club and lie of club and everything that would best suit me. Like, I learned that... Well, of course, my swing's got flaws. Like I'll <laughs> admit that. Okay, That's a pretty general it's, statement I've, right there. I've never had a, le- a formal lesson. I swing, I swing. You know, you learn from watching, you learn from reading. So I never really changed my swing. So there are flaws, but I, I have a my baseball background. I had an inside-out swing, um, and that's what my that's my golf swing too. So. Because I, 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 I learned I really come down on the ball. Yes. And that's why my ball doesn't fly as high as some other people's. Right. Um, but because, it, you know, I did learn I have a really good ball speed and really good club head speed. And if, if I ever just manage to take a little bit of the slice away or, the, or be able to kind of hit up on the ball a little bit, I'd be able to hit the ball a real... Really far, so <laughs> if I, uh, yeah, if I could add twenty uh, miles an hour to my club head speed, I would be able to hit it really far yeah. too. <laughs> so he he goes, it's amazing that you can hit these numbers and hit the ball as far as you do because I lose a lot of speed because I generate a lot of spin, <laughs> uh, a lot of spin, and sometimes a lot of bad spin. Oh so dear. oh dear, but but you know he he was great with uh, he was great, you know I, I think. Uh, you're gonna do some different grips, a little softer grip. Uh, my grip's a problem too, so um, yeah, you got a baseball he, grip, probably. I do, I really do, and you know, so it's a lot of my flaws are baseball related, and you know, but it was it was good to see this, like, so I can try and maybe work on some things too. But you know, being put in clubs that 
will probably help me more than hurt me. It's interesting. Well. I think I think one of the interesting things is you realize when you go through this process how important the shaft is. Because that's generally the biggest thing that they switch around, right? They put you in different shafts. They put you in shafts that are gonna, can do so many things to help you either get the ball right. in the air or change the spin or, um, you know, as you say, loft and lie and all that kind of stuff is great. And, you know, I ended up with a with a, a clubs that I thought I was going to get in terms of the heads. I've been playing to right. play M6s, but I haven't really... Um, I haven't really um, understood a lot of the stuff about the spin and all that kind of stuff, which they switched up a little bit for me this time around. So mm-hmm. it's like you say, it's almost like half golf lesson, half fitting. And, it is, um, yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited, and I had a chance to roll that new putter, the new spider, and uh, uh, I really cool. liked that one. That one was really cool. Yeah. I felt, that was the one good, good thing about my entire session is I got a pretty good putting stroke. So I was oh, happy about that. That's good. And James Duthie was in the booth in the middle between us. I don't know if you heard. I kept hearing balls rattling off the walls, and uh, and I heard screams and stuff in there. It was like a, I don't know what was going on in there. Yeah, I know he. You know, I think he uh, <laughs> he fancies himself a good golfer, but actually, in fair, in, in, no, in, in, on, in honest fairness, he has been working on his game quite a bit in the off season because he really wants to play better golf. Right. And uh, and you could see that in his swing from time. The last time I played with him. To what I saw in that booth there, you could see that uh, right. there's a, a lot of changes in his swing for the better. So I told good. him it's almost the end of his career because he's got a rare little wrist, uh, <laughs> a wrist uh, band or a wrist, uh, whatever they call it, injured for his uh, for his forearm. There, I'm like, you know, it's almost the end for you. Um, uh, I would I would say you know people have, I had a couple of people reach out on Twitter and ask about how they can do it, and you can just call up TaylorMade, call the headquarters in Vaughan, yeah. Ontario, and you can book a session. It does cost money. Um, and you can get go in there, and you can get fit for just a driver, or you can get fit for the whole bag, whatever you want. Right. And um, and in a lot of cases, you know, you'll find out, as we said, a lot of stuff about your game and about your swing, and uh, they'll put you into clubs that that work well. Listen, you know, the bottom it is line, a value. It really is a valuable tool. If you go, uh, if, I mean, I, you know, we're 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 talking all about TaylorMade and everything, but I mean, you can there's fitting opportunities right. at most of the Absolutely, major manufacturers yeah. and nobody makes bad clubs anymore really no, no. some are better than other, others perhaps or some suit different people better um, but whatever you do go and get fit and uh, and make sure you uh, get the clubs that are and you can also you. you can also do that at like golf town too right you can, um, you can. they won't build the clubs for you but well they'll, they'll, be they'll, they'll make your recommendations and they can send it out to right. get built and stuff but right. it's uh uh, but you know, I think this TaylorMade experience is is pretty exceptional. That we went through. Yeah. And thanks again to to Nick for um, yeah, setting Nick's all the up. Best. For he is. He's great. Yeah, and um, I, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure about it, but I really did enjoy it. And and he's given us some stuff to give away, by the way. Right. So I'm going to uh, do that. Um, we have two two TaylorMade hats. Uh, I know it's not a big thing, but they're cool hats. The ones that DJ is wearing, the uh, TP5 uh, mm-hmm. ball hat, and one of them's just the TaylorMade uh, M4 or sorry M56 hat. So um, I'm just going to say the uh, the first and second people who r- reach out to us on Twitter um, with the hag with the hashtag uh, what are we going to call a hashtag? What's a good hashtag? How about how about bump and run TaylorMade? Okay, there you go. If you do that, we'll send you a hat. I'll I'll arrange to send you the hat, or maybe we'll get Duthie's intern to send it to us. That's right, and maybe you'll get one of Duthie's books yeah, that he hasn't sent out too. I can send you a curling book if you want. Here the there you briar. go, curling for dummies if yeah. you want to know. Uh, all right, well, that's it for this edition of Bump and Run. Don't forget to, if you want to win that hat, tweet us at, uh, at Bob Weeks TSN or at TSN Golf. And right. um, until next time, I'm Run. And I'm Bump. See you later.